get curious about becoming an awake athlete, being awake to the patterns that you've created that have maybe kept you safe on the race course. And as a coach, I can say a lot of times we need uh, self-regulation out there on the race course, the ability to be present and flexible in the moment to get the best out of ourselves. And so as an awake athlete, you start to create, um, you start to create the tools necessary for you to find that peak performance and that amazing experience that has always been waiting. We just needed to kind of sift through the weeds again to get through to the, the clarity. What's up, Yogi Triathlete community? Welcome back to The O Show. This is our April 2021 Open and Honest, where we answer your questions. And when you don't send us questions, we... Uh... <laughs> Make them up. <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not have made and- up all the questions in the early days of the Yogi Triathlete podcast <laughs> when I think we had like... 67 listens, and it's just like, do the work for the sake of the work, which is actually kind of cool that we just talked about that because we're coming up on our fifth birthday. For the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Episode one launched on May 5th, 2016. To go back and listen to those and hear your voice. Hear my voice, yeah, not yours. Like who you, let's let's do the, let's do the turn, my voice. let's do the Byron Katie turnaround yeah. on this, BJ. It's all about my voice and my relationship to listening to me speak. Sometimes it's painful. It's like, I don't know, like you're, like, like when we were raking rocks at Farm Sanctuary. This is true. We raked rocks for eight hours at Farm oh, Sanctuary. Oh my goodness, in, into piles of rocks and then move the rocks to more rocks. Which is, I mean, I feel like that's my penance for all those years I ate meat. I just yeah. had to rake rocks for eight hours in 95 degree heat uh, and like 95% humidity. We did that in the summer of 2016. It was amazing. Yeah. The launch of this podcast shortly after, right? No, the la- the first episode was May 5th, 2016. Right. And then we went to Farm Sanctuary in July. So same year. Yeah. Just a few episodes after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, episode one. And if you go back and listen to episode one, see, I have a different perspective on my voice. I love Jess of episode one because I'm just, you can just hear how much I'm trying. Like you can hear that I'm trying to be a podcast host. I'm probably trying to be the female version of Rich Roll at that point. Like you you can just hear it in my voice. Like I hadn't quite gotten my voice yet, but you got to be willing to start somewhere. You know, you got to be willing to start somewhere. So I'm grateful for, for all of them and, um, and, and for every guest that's come on to help me fine tune the way I ask questions and you know how different guests are like different. Like some of them, you're just like, maybe we talk like five minutes and they just own the show. I love that. Some, you know, like you got to have that next question ready. And because we don't really prepare questions, it's like solidifying that trust in the present moment. It's pretty cool. It's just, it's such an art and it's, we're not perfect. I mean, I'm not perfect at it, but I love, love that. I don't want to be perfect. No, I, I, I mean, I'm all, we're already perfect. Yeah. Well, you are by, by far. Uh, but those experiences, (laughs) 
You are perfect. We're all perfect. Perfect the way you are. Who we are, we're perfect. The first couple of years of the podcast was was before I, I did teacher training, and the teacher training was the uh, was spark to be and allow for that present moment to to feed the words that flow from your mouth. I can say from episode one all the way up, it was like anticipation of what I was going to say in my mind. Is that like, and that's like anxious, right? Does that feel anxious? Oh, anxious, but you, you know, prepared because you put a lot of pressure on yourself to be prepared mm. and you got to have the right words and, uh, <laughs> and now it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what comes out of my mouth. I'm not attached to it. I think and slow down and allow the words to match my thoughts. And then. And I think the most important thing is like listening, that. like listening when you're talking well, like that, when we do these shows or listening when the guest is talking so that cuz we're all we are getting led to to what's next. And then when how many times like especially at the beginning when we finished the podcast we'd be like, "Oh, we should ask this and this, and we didn't talk about this and this and this." And that was just like whatever is supposed to be said in those 60 give or so minutes is like you got to trust that. It's like having the agenda, like in a yoga class, like you have your script and you're going to say these things and you're going to do these things. But when you get to the class, it's you watch the students and you just allow, um, you allow that feedback to dictate what is going to happen next. And I love that about the podcast. It's so, sometimes it's just really like hands off and the conversation just, it just flows and we have no, we're going to go for a ride and we didn't know it was going to go this way. Yes. And that's when it's that's when it's super fun. And there are times after the podcast we're like chatting about the podcast with the guest. With the guest off off air and it's it's such a, another conversation, amazing conversation. Yeah, but how many times have we heard people say like I've never said that before? I mean, it's yeah, just Yeah, at least so, once every four or five podcasts uh, we get that. I feel so honored to like well, be able to, whatever it is, the space that we it's a safe give space. to people. Because we're open and honest. Right. <laughs> because we're not staying safe. I guess that's what makes it safe. But we're, um, so we're recording this the night before we launch uh, Matt Dixon. And I'm psyched about that. I mean, he, how many times have we interviewed somebody? I'm like, oh my God, that's my new favorite. That's my new favorite person in the whole world. And right now, Matt Dixon is my favorite person in the whole world. It took a long time to connect. You know, we, we kept crossing paths. I remember we wanted to reach out to him a couple of years ago. Well, when we were going up for the North Face 50K, and then it was canceled because of the fires. So I think originally we were going to... 2019? I think it was 18. 18? Yeah. So. Anyway, it's, a, it's an amazing conversation. Definitely check it out. I, lo- I love when we can bring on coaches, established coaches to, who were also athletes and had their own struggles and are able to share how they built an, um, a business based on things that they uncovered about themselves. And then, um, and then it just makes it extra, extra special for me at least because it's triathlon, you know, triathlon coaches. Yeah. But everything he talks about, it's like life, right? Like he talks about like, it's great to have the goal, but it actually doesn't even matter if you reach the goal. It's what happens between setting the goal and having the actual experience that gets you to the goal, right? It's like that, it's the space in between that, what did he say? He said that amplifies life. Oh my God. 
That's awesome. That's like a high level perspective. I love that. And I think that that really goes along with your philosophy, BJ, if like, if you're going to do an Ironman, start training ASAP and ideally a year out. So you can like, just have so much time for that groundwork. You can uh, get your consistency, which is everything. Cause if you don't have consistency, forget about it. And then you get to earn those tasty workouts, which I really feel like is, um, those tasty workouts that you give to people who are who are earning them, who are doing the work, they're just they're tasty. They're fun. I mean, they're tasty. They're fun. <laughs> if you're um, if, if you're strong enough to handle them, they're fun. But if you yeah, if you're strong enough, and absolutely. that's the base work. So it's like it's the process, right? It's like amplifying your life, and because training for an Ironman or a fifty k or a hundred miler, like that, you, you can't just like that cannot be an afterthought in your day. It cannot be an afterthought. It's got to be like the breath. Like it's got to be something that's like every day you're moving towards that goal. And knock something out first thing in the morning. You know, something, stretching, yoga. After you wake, pee, and meditate. Right. RPM. <laughs> Rise, pee, meditate. Yeah, right. that was David G. David G. Rise, pee, meditate. Um, all right, we're going to jump into questions. But before we do, I'm like sipping this tea and I just want to scream about how good it is. So I want to give a shout out to my friend, Mary oh, right. Pratt, and actually have it right here. This tea, not only is it so delicious, it's freaking gorgeous. You know how I like show it Packaging. to you? I like make you look at it. BJ, look at the tea. He's looking at the tea. Oh, you're making fun of me. No, I'm looking at it. <laughs> Did you just make fun of me? <laughs> oh, I thought you were because I do that if I don't have my glasses on. No, it was getting like blurry. Kind of it was focused. blurry for me. Oh, see, mm-hmm. you cannot avoid your karma. It's coming, but I'll go and help you pick out your first pair of glasses. So this one's called Chill, and I love the names. It's like Chill, Trust is one, Courage is one, and this one is Lemon Balm, Chamomile, and Lavender. So I might pass out during this podcast. <laughs> I might pass. I might go to sleep, but anyway, Mary Pratt Wellness. She is an awake athlete. She's in our community. So psyched to have her there. She was actually an athlete of Coach Liz's before Coach Liz came um, to coach for Yogi Triathlete. So uh, yeah, there's some history there. She's from back east, and she has amazing teas. And Mary, if you're listening to this, like they're just so gorgeous. There's one that has like roses in it. So that can't can't not be good for you. I know. I was. Get confused with the double negative. It's I don't think can't not I don't think grammarly means that it's good for you. Can't not, yeah. I don't think um oh boy. Grammarly would the like obsession that. with Grammarly. Grammarly is my I mean, you're my best friend, Beach, but mm, not really. You do have something going on with Grammarly. And I caught Grammarly making a mistake the other day, which I was having a big conversation about. Did you call Grammarly? Until I realized that I was just having a conversation with myself about it. I love good grammar. Speaking of that, best money I spend all year. What I contacted Lumosity because th- there was something quirky with one of their games, and they got right back to me and said that they were going to fix it. What? Yeah, that's because redemption we- <laughs> from the Trivial Pursuit email. <laughs> Tell that story. That's a good story. We were playing Trivial Pursuit, and a card came up about probably several beers in at this point. Something in our about life. A, f- a hockey team that then became that had moved. Yeah. Um, 
And we're like, no, 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 it's the Colorado Rockies. It's the Colorado Rockies. It's got to be the Colorado Rockies. And it turned out that it was the Colorado Rockies, but it was like the baseball team. Or that it was the name of Colorado's hockey team before the Avalanche. Before the I think, Avalanche. I think Maybe that was the it. hockey team was called the... Anyway, I was so adamant about it. Oh, we were like, we're taking down Trivial Pursuit. And they got back to us and said it is true. Yeah, and you are incorrect. And you are, <laughs> you are not incorrect. But we told, we told a lot of people about it. We were pretty proud, and uh, we were wrong. <laughs> I love those. But we went for it. Like we, we just went for it. That you know, you take on Trivial Pursuit. You better know what you're talking about. Lumosity so. too. We're taking on the big guys. Yeah, Grammarly. Grammarly. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Okay, we're gonna All jump right, let's right go into, into questions. We're gonna jump into questions. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm not trying to be good at anything right now, as opposed to what I was trying to do in episode one. Just the I love just that allow. Jess of episode one, though. Oh, I love her sitting at the kitchen table trying to figure it all out. When we had a kitchen table, yep, I, I really like that. that table. I loved that kitchen table. It was so cute. Went to a nice family, and it did. Newport. And they didn't have a kitchen table, and they, they had didn't. like a family. And so that was good four stuff. chairs, all different colors. It was a really I cool know. table. I love that table. First and only kitchen table I ever it's bought. It's just a thing, though. It's okay. Just a thing. Here we go. Ready? What do you want first? Do you want water fast question or do you want a relationship question? Whoa. Let's go into the relationship. All right. Let's dive in. You two seem to have it all together. Mm-mm. That's why we only um, started recently videotaping <laughs> these. <laughs> we were like, okay, we have it okay. all together. Let's get our one camera angle. <laughs> we have enough yoga blocks. Do you ever get into arguments? Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your definition of an argument? A, a, a disagreement. Or I guess it's a frustration. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm frust- I guess it's a frustration. And it all comes back to me or you. It's never about what you're doing. The initial hit is like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that or you did that. But that's just the surface. It's Do you just, want to give like an example? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, to I'm like, I'm okay with whatever you're well, going to say. Well, we're open man. and honest. We're so open this and is, honest. I can't so. recall one recently, but if you can, I know you can because you've got a better memory than I can. <laughs> I bet you, you're And like, I'm keeping the score. Like, oh, here's a notepad over here. And it's got like six tabs. No, you don't keep, that's, that's one way to get into an argument. Yeah. Don't keep score. Don't keep score. Like, I do all this and you do nothing. And so how do I how do I know that? Because I used to do that, you know? And until you walk in another's shoes, you don't know what they have on their plate. But why don't you why don't you uh, handle this I don't know. question and I, then Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I know there I know there are some. I know there are plenty. What about like if I, I like try and control something? Oh, like or if I'm like following up on something. Yeah. Okay, go. You follow Let up on out. something. It's like 6.30 at night, kind of like when we wind down. And I know I should have gotten it done. <laughs> and you bring it up. And then I go into mode of like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then you're like, no, we're going to eat right now. And I'm like, well, why did you bring it? Like, it like rose, it brought up something in me, which is the delay stuff that happens. And the initial reaction is just a, a you know, a little banter. And then it just subsides. I feel it subsides. And then, you know, wait till dinner. And then you would probably go up and meditate and I would probably dive into what I needed to get done. 
So what, um, like how, so subside, we don't want to stuff, right? So how it do you let su- things subside? You just, you, t- you address it in the moment. You, you kind of like, this is like what I was swimming through last night, like the weeds. You just clear through the, the weeds, that initial like, uh, those feelings and um, yeah, feelings that are up, that are building up inside of you. That is the reaction that you have conditioned yourself to react to, right? It's just, it's just conditioned over and over again. And if you can kind of get through the weeds and just get to the other side, there's clear water. So when you can notice this stuff quicker and sooner and address it in the moment, which is a challenge because I, I believe a lot of people have that energy that's strung on both sides and, and crack, and then there's no space and the space doesn't come for days. And I'd rather nip it. Like, let's just work through it. I know I'm getting frustrated because I delayed. So we'll eat dinner, we'll do our thing. And then I will get to the project and you can go meditate. So it's a win-win thing gets done. Hopefully I learn from it. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't happen again, but none of what these disagreements are about is to hurt someone or to wrong them. It's to, at least in our relationship, it's to show where we can grow, Mm. where we can learn. Totally. Always a beginner, right? Learning. I don't have it all. I don't have it dialed in. I don't have anything dialed in 100%, but I'm working towards getting better. So I guess you're the mirror at times that you don't really want to throw something at and break. That's definitely not what you want to do. Uh, you kind of want to spray the mirror, kind of clean it off, clean it back up again, and then move forward. That's been my experience. I definitely can get those feelings that rise up. And it's all from, you know, I would say working together in Boulder, you know, working on projects at like 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, in the, in the lead into a race week you know, trying to get all this stuff done before we leave. So, you know, I've got stuff to learn still and I'm not perfect. And, you know, it's actually a gift that we have this relationship with each other. It really is. I know that sounds, I don't know, cliche or surface level, but if we're being open and honest, it definitely is uh, the real deal um, in our relationship to stand up to those icky not good feelings and begin to turn them in the other direction. Yeah. I think like arguments, right? So we used to have arguments, like basically like you would shut down and I would freak out and I'm just really expressive, right? We saw that when we went into the ice bath, um, at Dara's (sighs) detox cottage on your birthday, right? Like we went in that and I was like, okay, I'm talking to myself like, okay, you can do this. All right. We're okay. We're okay. And you're just like silent. And that's us. Like I'm out, you, you pull in. But I think like arguments and I'm thinking back to like when things would explode, it's essentially like my shit and your shit coming together. So you can argue and not change anything or through many years, right? We're go- How long have we been together? 24 years? 97. Since the mudslide party <laughs> in 24 June years. of 1997. Um, 
Yeah, like over 24 years. Uh, and I would say really like the last 10 years has been like the wake up. Like we do our we do our meditation sessions together with our meditation teacher. And we've had awkward conversations in there before about, you know, how do we communicate? And and basically it's ripping the band-aid off on what my shit is. What what is my karma? What is my baggage? And it's a perfect match to ignite yours, right? This is why we came together. So we come together because of an energetic match. From day one, I feel like our relationship has just been easy. Like, I love you as much as I did, like, when I was denying that I did love you, like, in the parking lot at Newport Harbor when you were like, just, you know, I'm interested. And I was like... By the, by the payphones? No, no, don't tell that story. <laughs> and I was like, just, you know, I'm not interested, but I was like totally in love with you. And um, I love you just as much as I did back then, right? Like, I love you as much as I did the first time we went out. Um, and so you, you're definitely the person, like you're the right person. Like we are, we are one. We've been together for so long. So we have been really blessed in that that we found each other in this life. Um, but that said, we also have everybody in your life you have karma with. Everybody in your life is there for you to clean up your act and to show you where your act is like beautiful and pristine and loving. And, and we get to shine a light on that with each other a lot. And now we're at a point where like, for example, oh, like the mail. Remember the mail the other day? Like I wasn't fired up about it, but I noticed that you had mail that had not been opened yet. And I just said, you know, at, at the risk of igniting something with you, I just, because your goals are my goals and your dreams are my dreams. And like just the delay of not opening mail is delay. And it delays your dreams, you know? And so in that moment, I didn't have a charge, so I felt like I was able to approach it in a really loving way where I was like, at the risk of upsetting you, and that's not my intention, you know, I just noticed that this mail has been here for a long time and you haven't opened it yet. And and you were really receptive to it. So uh, like brass tacks here, you guys, communication, be open, don't hide your feelings. Like, be open. Um, and and uh, saying things to, to appease the other person so the, the conversation isn't really addressed. Yeah. You know, like knowing those, those, tip, those whatever it is that you, um, that I know that you can relate to, that I can say, and it would kind of shift things. Further down. Right. So avoiding it. Avoiding avoidance. Basically. And so if you can't if so the way the way that Beej and I got here was having awkward conversations. And we still have awkward conversations. Um but whenever there's that like igniting of negativity, I mean, I own that because there's something within me that's disturbed. And so many times that means communicate with the fact that you are disturbed and you need time to breathe, to feel it, to journal, to take a walk, because you don't want necessarily have those conversations when you're ignited. That's an argument. And I don't, I don't think that that's, 
for us, that never solved anything until we got calm, until we started talking with, with Meditator Bob together. So we found somebody to talk to as a couple. And that's really helpful. I've worked with couples. I've worked with couples through divorces. I've, um, and it's, it's so vulnerable to do that. And then we meditate together, but it's so beautiful. So it's just, if this is the person that you've chosen to spend your life with, like be vulnerable, be open, be honest. And if, if you're stuffing something, like you can only stuff it for so long. I was thinking about um, moving, moving and the jobs, the transitions that we all had. A lot of it was flow, like how we got, how we got our house in Newport when we moved from Colorado. Like you agreed sight unseen to the house. Oh, you picked out a house for us. Like people couldn't believe I did that, but I trusted Right. Our alignment. And I trust you. I trust you. And I trust the universe. So you, my point is you can make that experience to be as big as you want it. They can be like, we got to settle on a house. And, you know, time is ticking. And it was ticking it for was us. freaking ticking. But I just knew it would happen. I just knew that the way that we flow, things would just unfold. And that was pre-meditation. That was before we even started meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, I had endured so, yeah. it a few times. But. <laughs> so back to when we met, it was just easy. It, it was really, it's really been easy. So, and I'm saying easy in quotes because, you know, we've had struggles as does everyone, but in the terms of basing it on previous relationships and what I see out there from others, I would say what we, what we've experienced has been easy. Yeah. And it's getting easier because we're, owning what it is that we're carrying, what is unhealed within us. And, you know, it requires those conversations. So if somebody says, well, okay, I'm up for that, but my spouse isn't. Well, you just attend to you. You attend to you. And if you need help with that, talk to somebody, you know, um, that that's what has led me to conversations with couples as I'm working with one of the spouses, you know, and then it's, it's like, being the leader, be the leader, be the, live the demonstration, live the demonstration in all things, live the person that you dream to be. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to have moments of frustration or anger, or you feel short, or you want to like pull your love away. You're going to have those moments, but don't, and don't deny them, feel them and let them move through you. They're on the move. They're coming up. They're on the move. Let them move. Let them move. Don't deny them. Feel them. So yeah, in this discovery process of your feelings, because now you're being open and honest and you're being vulnerable, things are going to change. Yeah. Like you're going you're gonna to feel fear. You're going to feel joy. You're going to feel happiness. You're probably going to feel like, where, where has this person been all my life? Meaning yourself. And the other partner may not be on the same um, at the same, on the same trajectory as you. So this is where I really believe, you know, what Jess is saying is like, talk to someone, you need to talk to someone, uh, if your partner can't and begin to uncover this because there's something that's, 
there's something that's working up inside of you, like it's coming up to the surface and there's a reason, there's a reason why. And it's all, it's all about becoming, you know, your authentic self, your truest self. Yeah, uh, where where honesty and, and vulnerability is is okay. Is, well, it's no problem. Yeah, it's just how you are. It shouldn't be a big. We can make things to be as big as we want them. Yeah. We can make recording this podcast as big as we want, and we can. Clark's getting going to be groomed tomorrow. We can make that as big um, as a. It is going to be a big deal, though. It is. It it's is going to be a big deal. It's going to be super cute, <laughs> and he's going to smell so good, and he's probably going to have a scarf. <laughs> He's probably going to get a scarf. He's probably going to get a scarf. But and he's going to be exhausted from it. You so. know, it's really uh, the stuff that goes on in the head, the thoughts that attach to emotion in the heat of the moment of an argument. That's virus. It's mind virus. I've been saying that a lot lately, but that is just mind virus. It's toxic. It's poison. It's poison. It's poison to yourself. It's poison, but it's um, thoughts are universal. They are not personal. So they are like finds like. So vibration will find like vibration. That's how our thoughts are pulled in. That's why the crazy ass thoughts I used to have, I don't have so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, I used to have crazy thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was in the front row seat of that movie. You were. Yep. <laughs> Crazy thoughts. <laughs> Crazy thoughts. Okay. I think that covered it. I think so, too. I mean, I think we can go on and on and on, but, you know, we're are doing we, the work. Our but, relationship is an open book, and if you look through all the podcasts, especially these conversations, a lot of it comes up in these conversations. There's one actually I'll link to in the show notes where we talk, we got a relationship your question cousin. not too long ago. And your cousin interviewed us. Remember oh yeah. That? That's a good, that one, was a good too. one too. Yeah. And then episode one, I was really on, I was really on that one. So authentic. Okay. All right. Here's the other one. How did the water fast feel and how did they affect your training? So we've learned so much about water fasting. This is, this has been my MO my whole life and BJ has now uh, now adopted this too uh, over the years. It's just like, I just jump in and do something. And typically the learning comes from it. Um, because you can intellectualize yourself into doing nothing. <laughs> or you can just jump into the deep end, which is what I prefer to do. And then you kind of figure it out. Like, I feel like I'm healthy enough. I'm bright enough to navigate 24 hours without food. Like, I don't think that's going to be devastating. You know, we are not doctors if we are not saying go out and fast. So um, that is your choice, whatever you want to do. This is actually going to launch uh, before our podcast with, um, yes, should we say who that's with? It's pretty cool. Yeah, why not? Yes, with Dr. Goldhammer, who is the um, founder of True North. I think actually he's going to launch the week after this launches. So uh, we learned a lot um, when we talked to him, and there's a lot of research on the on their website uh, what they found, you know. Um, so we learned a lot, yeah. So how do, how did it feel? Was the first part of the question? How did it feel? How did the fast feel? The fast, you, you, the, we done it four times. Yeah, we're gonna do one. We're doing one again after this podcast. After the, well, after we eat. After we eat, and then it will begin. <laughs> it will commence. Uh, I'm the same way in terms of these experiences in, ter uh, in terms of, you know, the, the, 
the stuff you hear about performance enhancing or your body's ability to, um, you know, soak up the nutrients better or anything like that. So this definitely was up my alley. I've, I, I, th- I think the meditation and being able to then fast opens up your uh, awareness factor. So wh- what do I mean by that? Uh, the times I would just walk into the kitchen randomly and just like, am I actually hungry or not hungry? Because the question is, how did you feel? I felt amazing. I felt, I felt really good. I felt super um, focused on what that nutrition would be when I was finally able to eat and make it of its highest quality. Like, like it really got acute into like the things that I don't need to be snacking on and eating, and instead focusing on a richer, healthier, nourishing meal. So I felt, I felt good. As far as workouts, we, I didn't train hard. I would say the day, cause we would start late evening on, not late evening, late afternoon, early evening for the fast. So the next day I would swim. We would do a 45 minute swim on some days. We would, uh, we were going for hikes at the very, very end on, on a fast and it was just hiking, no running or walking which was refreshing because I wasn't trying to hit a pace or mileage or time. It was just go out and be in nature. Um, my level and gratitude level of appreciation and gratitude for food that we had in the fridge and that, um, that my body is physically able to go 24 hours without food and that the mind, I think the key here is, is how the mind felt. I felt that the mind, like I said, I had, crave, I had cravings at first every now and then. And we, we started to learn the cravings would happen when you have patterned them to happen. Yeah, totally. Right? I noticed that too. Like Monday after Monday yoga, I would always have, you know, I love a big breakfast with lots of fruit. And um, I, would be, I would find myself like, you know, towards the end of yoga and like maybe even in Shavasana being like, oh, I can't wait for my fruit book. Not today. No fruit bowl. No fruit bowl today. Fruit bowl on Tuesday. Yeah. I felt good. I felt I felt great. I don't I remember one hike at the end of the hike, I was kind of wobbly. <laughs> yeah. I think I was teetering, but I don't know what that was. That could have been a feeding hour, like because I think we were hiking late, like maybe around just before dinner. But then I would always come out of it. I will say the next day. You know, we would eat that night. The next morning, I would do a hard workout, and it felt, felt amazing. It felt really good. Yeah, I think. So, um, how did you feel? I felt really good. Of course, I love the mind game about it. I love the spiritual piece of it, detaching from the body, and um, watching habits. I was never like hungry, hungry, but underst- getting this deeper understanding, or as, as we would say in yoga, the viyana, right? So we have the gyana, which is like, I have heard of people fasting. I understand what it entails. Like you have knowledge of it. And then the viyana, and if the yogis are out there, I might be pronouncing this the wrong way, is a more intense version of knowledge. And it's through direct experience. Like, okay, now I have that around fasting. And what I also have is this deeper understanding of food as a source of pleasure. 
like that my pleasure centers were not getting what they wanted. And that was, that was an interesting thing to watch because why do I eat? I eat to fuel my temple so that I can do my work in the world, so I can live my dharma, nothing more than that. I fuel myself so that I can do the races and I can train. And, and so I'm fueling this temple. Um, and this is, I mean, this is so, such a far cry from my relationship to food, like in my 20s or even as a teenager, there was a lot of binging, purging, starving, you know, all that good stuff. And now I just like, how could I ever, like, how could I ever torture my body? It's such a temple. It does so much for me. So I've just understood, like, I'm, I'm able to discern, like, it gave me a greater understanding of discerning between eating for pleasure and eating to fuel so I can live my dharma and do my dharma in this, in this life. That was cool. I think I mentioned this on last month's, just that I was so, I'm so humbled by my reality in this life that I get to choose not to eat. That humbles me. Right. It's, it's a choice. Whoa. Yeah. That's like, that was big. Um, and that I'm fine. I totally, feel totally great. Fine. And like you, feel excellent the next day. Um, that meal that we break the fast with, we just make it of the highest. Like it's just helped us, I think, clean up our diet even more even more. So, and then after the interview with Goldhammer with the SOS free diet, it's like, oh my God. Rip and then Holly and now. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to just start doing like a shot of whiskey in the morning or something. Like I got to have something. I got to, right? <laughs> no, actually, because I'm purifying the body and the mind. Um, that's the path. So yeah, I've, I feel really good about it. I, I feel strong. And I have to tell you, I feel like my body is like lean. I feel lean. And then we got some information, just through research that we've done, also research leading into our interview with Goldhammer, um, listening to him talk about the research that they've done. But, you know, the, the visceral fat falls away and it doesn't come back. Like the glycogen stores get built back up. The lean muscle comes back uh, we also learned that exercising during a fast is actually not ideal, but maybe towards the end of the fast, it's actually good, and then you go and you refuel. So really cool stuff. I mean, it, I think it's a very personal experience. I want to go to True North. I would love to go up there and start with like a three-day fast. You can work up, like we could work up there. It'd be really cool. And then stay for a couple of days and recover from the fast. Yeah, I... Th I on that, I I would feel at the end of the 24 hours if I could go longer. And I remember we would talk about it on the trail, like we could, I could go another day, at least. So that's two days for sure. I never had like a hang, like a really hangry, like I need food. Yeah, um, which I think is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, if I did, I probably would. I mean, if I was in fight or flight, I would probably indulge in it if it meant like I was. I would be. Yeah. Like, and energized again, well, but it never was. And actually last week I I broke the fast. I was like, I'm it's not today is not the day. I was feeling I don't know what it was, but something was telling that intuition was like break the fast. And so I think we broke it after like 18 hours. I was like, I'm gonna eat. Um and we were working, talking with my brother today because he's doing a 24-hour fast that he was breaking today. Um, so that was fun, uh, fielding his questions on that. But um, 
You know, if you're curious about it and you're healthy, um, you know, if you're on medications and things like that, I'd consult your doctor first. Um, and you can call True North. You yeah, can you call can call yeah, and talk to so a doctor. Cool. It's super cool. So look up True North, set up a call with a physician, and they can talk to you over the phone, free. Yeah, and, so cool. um, and answer your questions. So, again, like Jess was talking about with the jumping in on the deep end, if you decide to start a fast, and you feel hungry at hour 12, maybe go to 13. Now, if it's really overwhelming, there's there's nothing saying you have to do this. So again, ask if that thought and feeling is true. And if it is, then indulge in it. Um, and just be, be there awake and present for that decision. That's all, that's really the takeaway here is to notice your habits and patterns. And, um, and there's no wrong, there's no, proper way. If you do 23 and a half hours, it it doesn't mean you failed. (laughs) It just means in that moment, in that experience, that's what you were able to go. But acknowledge that you had a compelling urge to fuel and just be aware of it. Yeah, it's just awareness of it. Um, So how it affected our training, like we said, we have really good workouts the next day, um, like following breaking the fast. Uh, You want to break the fast with really good food. We were breaking it with kitchery. um, Then we moved into buckwheat with beans and vegetables. It was so good. I'm hungry right now. Um, What was I going to say? But we we did find out like longer fasts, like it's actually better not to exercise. So we lined these fasts up with Monday and Monday is a day that we typically take easy. And so because we're so consistent with our training um, and we're playing around with this fasting, it's not going to affect race day because now we're taking a full day off. Like it's just, it, we can we can do that. So we were really flexible with that. And, um, but I really liked the hiking. I missed that the week that we didn't do it. it, it so again, it. it doesn't mean that it's wrong or right to go for a hike. It's just, we're just experimenting with not hiking. Yeah, and and maybe we'll go back. I actually like the high, I like to be in nature at the end of the day and be, you know, in the hills and looking at that volcano and being there waiting, counting down because I'm the one who counts down. And you're the in time. like this hyper hyper alert state, which is super cool. I really liked that. That's what I found when I did. I was kind of fasting when I was teaching those double yoga classes. Yeah, you were definitely fasting on Saturday. I just felt super aware in the moment. Yeah. Um, of what was happening. Yeah. I, it's cool. We'll continue to do it. I want to do a longer one, though. I'd like to go up there and do one. I think it would be cool to be up there. So, But also, we don't have to go up there to do it. It's a, you can go, but you can also, was it Rich Roll? I believe he's like, just get a garden hose and go sit in your garage. <laughs> God. <laughs> So that's an option. That's always we're not recommending that. That's on Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then I guess if we went, we wouldn't be able to take Clark, so we'd need a dog sitter. So I don't know if anybody would want to sit for Clark. Hmm. He's not that very (laughs) cute. Okay, that's it. I have for that's all I have for questions. You've got a question that came in through Yogi. Yeah, um, it's about food. Oh yeah, what is our favorite snack? Oh, good. I'm glad we talked about the fasting first. I'm ready to talk about snacks. Um, what's your favorite snack? My favorite, like easy, super easy snack is really just a banana with peanut butter. Mm. 
super simple. What I really like to snack on is like asparagus that's left over from the night before. Yeah, you do. You and my brother really love like asparagus. asparagus. He makes and like asparagus wraps every day. Insoluble fiber. It's, I mean, and it's just so good for you. So Nothing this is, on it. This is a, a testament to the changes in your gut biome that happen when you eat <laughs> like mainly a whole foods plant based diet. I mean, let's face it too. Like we can hammer a bag of popcorn. Like coming back from Whole Foods, um, those are yummy snacks. So I would say. I'm going to break this into two favorite snacks. One pre-workout favorite snack, I would say, is dates with almond butter. I love that. So you take the almond butter and I mix it with cinnamon. I put it like in a little ramekin. I mix it with cinnamon. And then um, in our cookbook, like I have you stuff the date and put the chickpeas. But I just take the date and I just dip it in. Uh, Trader Joe's has pitted medjool dates. I just dip it into the almond butter. But you got to be really mindful. Like I'm super mindful. That is a calorically dense snack. It's almond butter and dates. So as much as like I want to eat six, I probably eat three. Like if I, and then time that, you know, for going out for a run or a workout. So I love that. That's such good, that's yummy fuel. And then for like hanging out like during the day, if we're working and I need a snack, I love chickpeas with some nooch, some turmeric, and some salt. Or if we have hummus, I'll just mix hummus. Oh, that's like that's like chickpeas on double chickpeas. chickpeas. It's like double chickpea. <laughs> you got to be careful with the hummus and the way it affects your gut. Um, well, well, don't hummus. Oh, if before, you're saying right, I'm not, yeah, workout. hummus so before non workout. Yes, no, that's yes. why this is not a pre workout snack because I've done hummus before a workout before and it's no good. We we have to mention the banana bites that we've been making. Mm, that we that's a good have snack been jamming. Too. Yeah, it's a really good snack. It's really just oats, cinnamon, and bananas and chocolate chips. Yeah, super super great. I love. I, we do love hummus. So like. Workday snacks is like chickpeas or um, like carrots and hummus. I mean, we can throw down a bag of tortilla chips, but we've been we've been not responding to those impulses. I don't think we've we were saying this the other day. I haven't bought chips. So what what do you do? Because you love chips. And I love chips. Everybody knows that tortilla I love chips, ripple chips. And you love ripple chips. So what I do is <laughs> there's these small tortillas at Trader Joe's. It's are those oil free? Yeah. It, they're made of uh, lime and corn. Okay. That's it. And then I just cut them into square. I cut them into... Trapezoids. <laughs> no, I cut them into eights. And then I, I cut four of them, lay them all out on a cookie pan. I alternate the, the triangles. Mm-hmm. And then I cut a lime in half and I squirt the lime juice of one half of a lime and then I just put my fingers in the lime and then put them on the tortillas, sprinkle on some salt and put in the oven at 350 for 12 minutes. And they're good. That's like, you've nailed that. I've nailed that. Yeah, they're perfect. And what it's done is, whereas before to have a bag of chips, I'd always constantly go in and have chips and chips and numerous visits throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> making them, numerous. Making them myself, it's just like it takes time. So I mean, I'll make them once or twice a week, and I only make one thing of them. So there's nothing really left over. And so it's the action of having. So this is where the time to cook is really good for you if you're trying to stop 
Okay. Yeah, so I think it's like if you want to have your snack, you got to work for it. Right. Like if you're going to have a snack that's like processed it, food, make yourself work for it. Like it's too easy in this society to just jam a bunch of junk down your throat. <laughs> Last night, burrito night, I was like, I'm going to make chips, going to make chips. And by the time everything was done, we were busy, everything was ready, and I didn't make the chips yet. So we just didn't have chips. Yeah. We just had burritos. So oh. notice the thing. I know. No- We're having burritos tonight. We're having the same dinner tonight. <laughs> Two so nights good. in a row. I think it's a good question. Like snacking before, you know, actually before the pool, I won't have a banana and peanut butter. I'll do banana and cinnamon because the pe- peanut butter is what I'll burp up. Yeah. In the and pool. I don't use peanut butter. I use almond butter, but I definitely think I have a problem, like a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Jess definitely likes almond butter. Doesn't like peanut butter. So I do have my thing. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't like peanut butter. Nope. I don't. She I don't even like, like to smell butter. it. That's a moment where I get like disturbed energy in the morning between Clark and then you're standing there with the peanut butter on the banana and I can smell it and I'm like, this is your stuff. Nobody's doing anything wrong. <laughs> that could lead into an argument, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Because life is so precious. So short. Why would you argue about peanut butter? Yeah. We used to argue about things and, you know, I would say the biggest thing that we used to argue about or whatever, and it was really just you shutting down and me freaking out, um, was money. Mm-hmm. And what is at the base of that? Fear. And what's at the base of that? Lack. And there's no lack in this universe. So you got to get to the thought underneath the thought, you know, like, what is this really about? Do the work. Uncover the... Uncover, Do the work. Uncover it. Like It's not sexy. Like, you'll see yourself like you've never seen yourself before and you'll be like... Oh, ugh. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, sit, oh. sit in meditation or whatever you call it, quietly and still, and be with your thoughts. Don't listen to a recorded meditation. Don't put on music. Uh, don't put on white noise. Sit there with your thoughts as, uh, as challenging as that can be. That's the fast track to understanding how your thought process works. Why are we trying to avoid our relationship with our thoughts. Why don't we try and uncover why we have these thoughts? And then the point of going into these t- these quiet times is not to uncover anything. It's just to see what shows up and not judge it. Don't stop it. Let it in. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I think that way. Oh, I never thought of that. And it just, it'll come in and it'll go and it'll come in and it'll go and just repeat that every day for a long period of time. And a little bit every day over a long period of time. <laughs> Meditation gives you like what blood work gives you, right? So blood work gives you a selfie of like your physiology and meditation will give you a selfie of your, of your mental state, of your mental health. Um, and meditation is the tool that teaches us to watch the thoughts. So most people, I, and I don't know who started this belief, but this is a really strong rumor that meditation is about stopping your thoughts or, or that you have to have a quiet mind, and it's not. It's about training yourself to put your awareness on something other than your thoughts so you can see your thoughts. And as you do that and you pull your awareness away time and time and time and time and time, yeah, it's going to be a shit show for like many of those meditations, just thought, breath, thought, breath, thought, breath, right? Like that's the work. That is the mind training. But as you do that over time, what happens is you get this bigger space, the thoughts start to slow down, but the mind is a thought producing machine. So it's not about stopping the thoughts, but over time, what happens is that you get more, um, 
access to the quiet that's already within you. That has nothing to do with your thoughts. Has nothing to do with the thoughts. So I had to sort of relate that to performance. I had that yesterday on that climb, eleven mile climb, where the signs say every point two miles is a green sign that gives you the mileage, and so I can get caught up in going hard, and and I've got nine miles left, nine and a half miles left, whatever, or I can shift my awareness away from those thoughts of enduring, waiting for it to end, to what can I do right now? Just notice the pedal stroke over and over and over. Oh, there's the thought. I saw, nope, back to the pedal stroke over and over. Back to the, I have this minute, nope, how's my breathing? How's my breathing? It's happening now, it's happening now. And this constantly happens, it's an hour climb. So it's exactly what I work on in meditation is what we translate to working on in performance. There's no difference, there's no difference except in performance, you're moving the body in uh, meditation or uh, your silent practice is, is just stillness. Yeah, not moving the body. Yeah. Yeah. Wake athlete. <laughs> Speaking of awake athlete, I always like to loop back in. I really like to loop back in the mindset to um, performance and training. Clark's dreaming. <laughs> I think he's dreaming about the golden retriever puppy down the street, Max. Max is his new buddy. Yeah, he's being nice to Max. Clark isn't always nice to dogs. <laughs> so, Wake Athlete, what has been happening? What just happened? Well, it's happening right now. Right. So, I'm dropping uh, one episode at a time uh, every morning. It, it drops at 2 a.m. Pacific of time. Of season two. Season two. Mm-hmm. It's here. Awake Athlete season two. It's here. How can you get access to season two? Through the Awake Athlete uh, community on Patreon. And I have opened up a couple more spots. So I think there might be like, I think I opened five spots. Somebody grab one. So I think there's like four spots left. And it started on April 1st. They got episode one, and it's going to go all the way to April 11th, where they'll have um, the final episode of the season. And then it will launch to the public in May. But it's been really cool. Like, so cool to have this community that's, uh, I think we've got about 16 people in there now. You'd, You'd make it 17 people. To have this community who's like, Yes, season one left me wanting more and like, let's come together in between the seasons and let's use the techniques. Let's, we come together once a month and we meditate. I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast. It also, first and foremost, assists this podcast to be commercial free. I was listening to a podcast today. I had to go to 30 minutes. I had to go to 30 minutes to get through all the commercials. It was wild. And uh, not that that's wrong. It's not wrong. It's just there's something so special about this community on Patreon that has um, some people do $2 and then some people are in the Awake Athletes. Some people do even more than that. And um, it's so cool to see that this organic mission to keep this podcast and the Awake Athlete podcast commercial free. You guys, my God, we're so honored and grateful that you're investing in yourself and you're making a statement to say like, yeah, we just want the information, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, to be able to release season two to this community that is like become such a safe, like 
they might think it's a safe haven for them, but they have no idea what a safe haven it has been for me. And the season opener that they got will, is a season opener that will never be heard anywhere else. Um, so there'll be Why a different. Why is that? There'll be a different season opener. It's deep. Um, it's pretty deep, and um, so you don't want to release because it's deep. no. It just hit me that it was for them. It's for them, and they're because they're ready for it, and that's so cool. I knew it was. I thought it was for the masses. It's not for the masses. It was for them. So, um, not that I'm going to be dumbing anything down um, for this next one, but uh, yeah, it's totally (laughs) impossible. But um, yeah, the season, I think it's next level. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool. And I'm already like taking notes and getting downloads on season three, (laughs) which is so funny. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, So, there's a few more spots if you want to join us. It's a really awesome group. Uh, Some people on Team Yogi Trafly, people who, uh, are coaching with other coaches. Uh, we've got some people that are yogis um, and they just want to be, they just are ready and they're living that more part of their life. We're here for more. And the more does not come from outside of us. I'm so glad cool. that it's finally like out into the world, um, trickling into the world. But yeah, May 1st, it's going to be released to the public. There'll be a new season opener, which will be recorded once you return from Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you guys are haven't heard season one, check out season one, get all caught up. You can binge on it in about uh, two or three hours, I would say, uh, you can, on the entire season. And then if you took something away from it, you know, and apply it into, apply it into your life right away apply it. If you have questions about it, like reach out to us and, um, and let us know if it helped you. And if you're craving more, join, join that tier in Patreon, uh, get curious about becoming an awake athlete, um, being awake to the patterns that you've created that have maybe kept you safe on the race course. And as a coach, I can say, a lot of times we need uh, self-regulation out there on the race course, the ability to be present and flexible in the moment to get the best out of ourselves. And so as an awake athlete, you start to create, um, you start to create the tools necessary for you to find that peak performance and that amazing experience that has always been waiting. We just needed to kind of sift through the weeds again to get through to the, the clarity. Yeah. The, the it's, this water. is not a game of adding. It's no. a game of taking away. You've already done it all. The You've peak, done the, p- the peak performance yeah. is already in you. Right. It's clearing out. The, it's letting the clutter fall away. Let the clutter fall. And it, it falls away effortlessly. Um, typically not at a fast pace, <laughs> but when it's ready to go, it just drops. So it's like what Beach said. It's all over his shirt right now, a little bit every day over a long period of time. That's it. Let's go eat burritos. Is that it? Yeah. Burrito. (laughs) Remember when we won? True story. BJ and I won our age groups at a triathlon in Boulder and we won. Try for your cause. We won burritos. We won burritos from Chipotle. Yeah. So that was even, talk about like alignment. I saw that photo the other day and we looked so. 
We're like children. Young. And we were multi-homeowners. We had more than one. It was crazy. <laughs> what we were, were we doing? Burritos. And we had the big burrito win. True story. So we're going to eat burritos now. Peace.